So, you've just finished A Court of Thorn and Roses, and you're craving another fantasy world to devour. Dipsy's got your back. Dive into spicy enemies-to-lovers tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. I gotta tell you that the immersive soundscapes are really what makes a good sexy story different from a not good sexy story because it just like adds like it's hard sometimes in like reading a novel to like get the actual feel of what's going on but when it's like oh we're like at the coffee shop and this is like actually happening it's like very different (laughs) and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves greek gods and goddesses regency era historical fiction for you sam and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure new content is released every week so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again you can always find something new to explore dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction for listeners of the show dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash just break up. Dipsy stories.com slash just break up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like when your boyfriend downloads Tinder for validation. (laughs) (laughs) No subtlety in that one. Just going straight for the jugular. Yeah, I just couldn't figure out how to say it without just saying it. Yeah. So, uh, also, toxic friends. And trying to have hard conversations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But first, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we are not in any way qualified legally (laughs) to do this. Morally? Maybe not even that. Like, we have made so many mistakes in our own relationships that, like, somewhere there's, like, a tally system where they're like, wow, they really should not be saying that. That's right. Given their own track record. Every mental health professional is like, what are you all doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. Except for we do have a lot of fans. Yeah, are, no, and they're always like, I love what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And so thanks. <laughs> shout out. How about that? Shout out to our mental health professional uh, listeners. Yep. We love you. We see you. We hear you. And we're really grateful that you're out there doing the Lord's work. Absolutely. And if you have any helpful tips for us. Yeah. Or resources. Y'all, I love it when you DM us like yep. books or articles or or things like that that you think we would love or help us out in this process of articulating what the fuck to do with our hearts. Yeah. No, because it's crazy how much more self-help stuff I read now because yes. of this podcast. <laughs> totally. Because I'm like, I don't know how I would answer that question. Or how to say it. Like, I think you and I, we have the essence of our opinions. Yep. But like, how do I say what I'm trying to feel other than using like a weird metaphor, like wet clay. <laughs> all right. This is all to say. 
we are not professionals. Please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. Welcome to episode 79. Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? Yep. Okay. Because the last episode was 78. Was it? Yep. I thought it was 77. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're on top of it. Sure am. <laughs> um, okay, so our check-in topic is about this thought that I had at the gym the other day. Mm-hmm. I was running on the treadmill, looking Love out it. the window. Ugh, running on the treadmill is the worst. It is. I let me tell it. you. No, it totally is. But now there are these new like virtual realities that you can quote unquote run through, uh. where it's like a video of you running through the woods in like I don't know Rio de Janeiro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me not let me not Look, pick, pick the one place that's really hard to say <laughs> um and uh they're not perfect but at least yeah. they can kind of distract my brain like a little bit anyway so i was running looking out the window in in front of these like beautiful houses that i was looking at and i i thought i saw my ex walking into the gym my ex from years 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 ago like an ex that i barely consider next because it was so long ago Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and but it made me think about spaces um that we inhabit that like we used to inhabit in relationships another thing that made me think about this was i was at a gym that i hadn't gone to in probably seven years and the last time i was there i was i was a totally different person i Mm -hmm. had a totally different relationship to my body to the gym i had a different actual relationship you know i was at a different place in my life and it made me think about the very, what I think, common experience of feeling kind of um, haunted by spaces or you brought up earlier when I mentioned this, like songs or restaurants where mm-hmm. you went to with an ex that you feel like you might not be able to return to. Um, like if my anxiety was a bigger anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> I might not want to go to that gym or that restaurant that my boyfriend and I had our first date at or whatever. That's like a common experience, right? I'm not, it's not just me. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know people who have given up whole cities. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you, do you feel that way about anything right now? I don't right now, but I did when I was like yeah, a little closer to the breakup right. of people. Was it like a coffee shop or a... Yeah, it was like a coffee shop. I think for me, it was also like music mm-hmm. or like musicals that my ex had been really into mm-hmm. would always be like, oh, I can't see that. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to engage in that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's real. And I think we get a lot of letters about people who are like, I feel like I can't go to this coffee shop anymore. Or this because friend of this group person. even. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Um, and so I wanted to I wanted to talk about it just to like muse with you a little, um, but also to maybe give give our listeners some encouragement for approaching those spaces or people or things or songs um, that I, when I was running, I was thinking about haunted houses. Okay. (laughs) Or haunted romantic houses, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. apartments that you shared where, Oh my God, you had such a toxic relationship. You fought every day in that apartment and you could feel the toxicity and the negativity in that space. And when you got out of it, you're like, Oh my God, let me sage my entire life. Um, you know, to leave that, that's, it's the situations that we feel like the space becomes like, um, in, uh, like soaked in our, in our negative energy or whatever. Yeah, for sure. 
And I wanted to say, like, a romantically haunted house isn't haunted to the person who comes, who moves in after you. That, like, you might have, like, this haunting experience where... um, where you had all these apparitions and these ghosts and these fights and this toxicity. But when you move out, the next person who comes in is unaware of that. Hmm. It's sort of to say that that spaces aren't haunted. Songs aren't haunted. Coffee shops aren't haunted. We're haunted. Like mm-hmm. the people become haunted, um, not the actual spaces. And in that revelation, I kind of realized that once we articulate that we know what to exercise right we know what where the ghosts actually live it's yeah. in our own head <clears throat> yeah. and um and i say that to say that i to state that I, I think one of the ways we can get over it is just going back to the space or going back to the song or to the coffee shop or whatever and recognizing that it's just that mm-hmm. it's just a recording of a song that you and your ex listen to a bunch of times yep all of a sudden the power gets taken away from those notes and that voice and it becomes something different or the house you guys lived in. It's just walls. It's just foundation, right? It might have this personal history to you, but, but you're the one that's haunted, not the house, (laughs) right? I don't know. Maybe that's not totally articulate, but that was my early morning gym thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I think it's also, um, yeah, I think you're right that like returning to the spaces can actually in many ways be, because you're like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's just this space. It might be weird. Yep, and it's just like you are you are capable of being in this space. So like exactly, like the the apartment that I lived in with my awful ex is like literally a block away from my favorite bar in this yeah. city. <laughs> yeah, and so I walk by it all the time, and like most of the time, I just walk by it, and it's like, oh yeah, I used to live there. Yeah, but like I think it's also helpful for me to sometimes like walk by it and then like stand there for a minute and, then, and like wow. look at it and be like, yeah, remember what it was like in there. Right. Think of all of the things that you've learned. Think about how much happier you are now that you are out of that space and with a person who can love you and respect you in ways that you want to be loved and respected. Right. Um, and just be like, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I'm out of that space and that I don't have to be in it anymore. Right. I, I believe in the revisiting. Like, I'm not trying to like re-traumatize anyone, but again, it's 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 the ideas that we hold in our head um, that we believe most true. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes we can confront those ideas by facing those fears or yep. or facing that coffee shop that you don't want to go to that you're so anxious of being in. Um, because you're afraid it's going to bring you all back. And mm-hmm. uh, and you go there and all, all of a sudden you're like, okay, life is going on around me. This coffee shop is existing outside of my relationship. Yeah. And I'm safe here, just like I'm safe in my own head. Yeah. I think that that is really true. Like the idea that life continues. Mm-hmm. Like it, that space might forever be like etched in your brain as being like, oh, it was like this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I can't go back there. But like walking into a coffee shop and being like, oh, yeah. there are patrons here who Still have no customers. idea yeah, that right. this is like, where we broke up or whatever. Right. Like this, this barista, I've never seen them before because mm-hmm. they're new. And so they don't know my coffee order and they don't associate me with my ex. And like life goes on, like time moves forward, places change. And we, yeah, we have the ability to be able to reenter those spaces as new people yeah. and in new spaces, like yeah. in spaces that are new since we've left them. And I would add to your to your beautiful articulation by saying we also get to change our association with them. Right. Like we we are active agents and in that 
we I can say this coffee shop that used to feel like ours, I'm going to make it mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So thanks for musing with me about that. No problem. Cute little side story. Willow and I met in a coffee shop a thousand years ago. Um, and then every time I went back to New York, I would be I would go to that coffee shop because it was like a, an important part of my life. It was one of my favorite jobs, but it would also be really painful and yeah. nostalgic, you yeah. know, because that's where we worked together and, and fell in love. But slowly my understanding of that coffee shop changed. And then like 13 years later, we went to the coffee shop together for the first time. And it was very weird. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't weird. It was just like, it was, it was kind of wild to think how much had changed and yep. how the world keeps going and struck how we change, we grow, we evolve, and structures stay the same. Or yep. that recording of that song will always be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think sometimes we want our hearts to to freeze like that. We want our hearts to stay, um, but that's just not the way we are. We're, For sure. we're constantly moving and evolving. Anyway, do you want to get into some salacious letters? Let's do it. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. 
This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which <laughs> um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. This first letter, I cannot <laughs> wait to dive into this one. It is written to us from Anonymous Anonymous, who is writing to us from private. Mm. The void, essentially. Okay. Over the summer, I found out that my boyfriend, he, him, monogamous relationship of about two years has been using Tinder sporadically, essentially for an ego boost. When he was feeling low about himself, he would, usually after drinking a lot, download Tinder activate a profile with some old photos and get girls to tell him he was still fuckable and delete the app. He never met anyone in person or got emotionally involved with anyone. It is hard for me to even call it cheating because it was neither emotional nor physical, but it was still a huge breach of trust. That summer was rough. We had just moved in together. I was devastated and we almost broke up. But he was so remorseful and so willing to work on his issues that we decided to give it a try. He has truly gone above and beyond. Anything I ask of him, he has done. We have Find My Friends on our phones, which easily which eases my anxiety about if he's really at work, at a friend's house, etc. He has significantly decreased his drinking. He's 100% understanding that if, if I ever have a freak out or accuse him of something and need to see his phone. Despite hating it, he has been going to therapy. He's really making a sustained and noticeable effort, effort to grow from this. I recently discovered that he has downloaded Tinder again. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> We talked it through, and it was the same situation. He downloaded it for a day or two and then deleted it. It was like an addiction he can't break. Not to give him an excuse, but he had a very difficult childhood with a lot of abuse that permanently impacted his self-worth. I know that this is 100% about his validation issues and low self-esteem and not a reflection of me or our relationship. I should say I do give him a lot of praise, compliments, and validation, though. We are nearing 30 and have both dated a lot before finding each other. We are both very much on the same page that we have finally found the person we are supposed to spend our life with. Outside this Tinder problem, our relationship is everything I could ask for. He is exception exceptionally caring and attentive to my needs, and we are a team in any sense of the every sense of the world word. It is the most satisfying relationship I have ever been in, and I think anyone who knows us would be shocked to know that we are dealing with this behind the scenes. I can't decide if I am being patient and understanding by standing by him while he works through his problems or if I am seriously disrespecting myself by staying with him. I don't want to leave him, but I also don't want to be 10, 15 years down the road with the same issues reappearing. I know he needs to commit more for fully to therapy, but he truly hates it as he has difficulty opening up to people outside of his small circle. 
Because he hates it so much and dreads going, I know he isn't getting the most out of it. I was in therapy for three years to deal with my eating disorder and self-image issues, and it was transformative for me, so I know I am biased towards this kind of treatment plan. My question is, am I being an idiot for staying and supporting him? Am I just setting myself up for a lifetime of pain where this pattern keeps repeating itself? And secondly, are there resources that may help him work through his past trauma that are not traditionally talk therapy? Thank you, and I love and appreciate the work you do on the show. Thank you so much for writing, Anonymous Anonymous. What a pickle. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm having really a, a hard time thinking about what to say in this letter because it is so unique <laughs> in yeah. terms of like the very specific act of downloading Tinder, but not not meeting up with people, not like showing them dick pics but just yeah. like to get validation that you're attractive yeah yeah I, it's hard yeah and i also feel really conflicted like on the surface it's like boyfriend downloads tinder for validation oh my god hot mess yep let's ream him a new asshole like but you know reading into the nuance of it like i can't say that i don't understand you know, I can't say that I am not empathetic. Yep. I can definitely be like this. You need to be accountable to your behaviors that are hurting people and yourself. Yep. Right. And I can I can. <laughs> there's a lot going on here. Right. <laughs> but I I thought I would do a lot more yelling and laughing <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in this response. But I don't think I'm there right now. <laughs> no. So do you have any. First off, this is the most important, not most important, but. Good intro question. Do you have any similar experiences? I don't. I do know a number of people who are in relationships that are on dating apps as like window shopping, mm. as they call it. Yeah. <laughs> to just be like, to see what's out there, to sort of engage in like mild flirtation and, but not to actually like hook up with people. Yeah. Um, which, I don't, you know, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. And yeah. like, that's perfectly like, if that is how your relationship works, great. Um, I don't know that I could handle that. Yeah. Because I don't, um, just because I think like dating apps are so specific around like hookup culture. Yeah. That it's hard for me to be like, well, when does like fun flirting end and when does like, emotional connection slash starting to send each other pictures start yeah and oh, i just wanted to yell <laughs> i just wanted this to be easy this is this is like the head and heart work that you and i joke about like that the podcast has made us better people because we're like accountable to actually doing the work <laughs> i know ugh. um but the from the the work for me is like where the line of I don't know if if this is okay okay or not. It's not mm -hmm. it's not okay, right? That's no, not okay. It's not, right. It's not okay. Um but where I'm where I'm stumbling and where I am trying to do the mental head and heart work is our partners cannot be everything to us, right? Mm -hmm. And I cannot expect Willow to make me feel desirable, loved happy all the time mm -hmm. the best person in your life will never be able to love you perfectly right right and 
And so (laughs) I'm thinking like, well, is there a comparable coping mechanism that you and I do or somebody else does that isn't downloading Tinder, but is, you know, um, flirting with their coworker or going to a bar and like chatting up someone who you think is cute right but it's never gonna go anywhere it's just like oh it's so nice to like still be seen as attractive by strangers but on the other hand like when i'm doing when i'm trying to like empathize or understand where this is coming from and, and understanding how we can truly combat it you know the other day we summarized this letter for spencer and i was like and you know that's really hard because it's like not cheating and spence was like but yeah. is it, you know, like, but is it not yeah, cheating? Right. Because if you're, if you are breaching the, the contract of trust or an intimacy, I'll add and intimacy, if, yep. if there's not a clause in your relationship that says this is okay. Right. Is it not cheating to go and try to find. Right. Well, and I think that that is the issue, right? Like the people in my, uh, in my life whose relationship involves window shopping, like they have agreed to be able to to say that that is an acceptable thing that we're doing in this relationship, right? right? Like when Peter and I go out and he talks to someone who he thinks is really cute and like flirts with them, right? I'm like, cool. I'm glad. Right. Like I'm glad that that person thought you were attractive and you got that ego boost. Like right. I'm totally on board with it because I know I know who you're coming home to at the end of the night, right? Um, but I think the issue here for me in the letter anonymous is that you have clearly you have made it clear that this is a breach of the relationship right. and the terms that you have come to in your understanding of the right. relationship. And my issue is, is that even though Sierra and I can really empathize with and understand why he's doing the things that he's doing, it's still unacceptable behavior because it breaches the agreement that you two have come to together. And I would add that just because Sam and I are doing this fucking horrible and hard work to understand, to empathize, uh-huh. um, it's a major red flag for me. Mm-hmm. It's a major red flag for me because th- that shows to me that those um, that the, his issues of self-worth and his need for external validation, that need, like, you know, anonymous is not going to go away with this itch itching. Of exactly. It. You know, if you're just scratching this itch, it's not going to go away. The itch. Yep. It's just going to get worse yep. um, until you really deal with the underlying issues here. Right. And it sounds like he's trying, right? That's why, that's why I'm so conflicted because it, he's really trying. Um, he's going to therapy. He doesn't like his therapist. Find another therapist. Yep. Find another therapist. You, you. It is. It's so comparable to dating. You, if you don't like your therapist, go find another one. You deserve to feel comfortable and safe and and happy with the therapist that you. That, for sure. And um, just like in dating, not all people for are for us. Yeah. Not, not all, all therapists. therapists are for us. <laughs> New tagline. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. But so so that's it for me. Is that like. All right, so you're nearing 30s. You this is you've realized that this is your person, this is your future. I believe in this future. I want to say that like publicly that like Same. I'm not saying just break up anonymous. Nope. Um uh but I am saying that uh he does this again and you leave him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that I'm serious like yep. that this is this is enough of a red flag for me is if that he crosses this line again, it's obvious that he's not invested in making the change and growth with you yep. that you have 
again, assumed that you were doing together. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree. I think that this thing about Tinder is really focusing, you and him, focusing on solving the symptom and not the underlying Ooh, disease, perfect. right? perfect. perfect. And so, like, this, this thing about the validation and the Tinder downloading is a symptom of the fact that he is struggling with his own self-issues or issues of self-image, which, for whatever reason— They've come up, right? Like, I'm not saying that, like, oh, he's an asshole because he's doing this stuff and he, like, because he, like, doesn't think well enough of himself, yeah. right? Like, there are absolutely 100, 100 different reasons that might lead into that. But by f- focusing on, well, you have to stop downloading Tinder and you have to stop doing this behavior, you are missing the underlying thing, which is that, like, he needs some help in order to get validation in ways that are healthy for both of you. But let me add really quickly, too, um, because I think— we forget this a lot in partnerships. It's not your responsibility to no. uh, get him help. It's, uh, it's it, like this is not your problem that you need to solve. No. Um, just because you want him to be different doesn't mean it's on you to nurture him into being the man you want him to be. For sure. But I think that what you can do is make clear that the, the thing that you are working towards is not him not being on Tinder. Right. Like you can be clear that that. The issue of our relationship is not the fact that you downloaded Tinder. The issue of our relationship is the fact that you are not doing the head and heart work in order to get to a healthier place so that this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, he could stop downloading Tinder all the time. Yeah. But find different unhealthy ways of expressing this thing that he's feeling because he's not getting at the heart of the matter. Yeah. And so I think you can, you as his partner in this, can say to him, this is... The things that we're working on are not about you not downloading Tinder. The things that we need to work on are about you finding the validation and the self-image that you're not seeking it in places that aren't healthy for us. Right. And so the the Tinder thing is is like the measurement by which we can do that for sure. Like don't ever download Tinder again. But also if you're not willing to do the head and heart work to get to a healthy place, then I can't be in relationship with you because I can't trust that you're not going to seek this validation in places that hurt me. Yeah. I, I thought of two things, too. A couple of weeks ago, we talked—oh, um, no, the first episode of the year, we talked about someone whose partner cheated, they found out, they stayed together, mm-hmm. um, and that they were really struggling with that trust because, um, you know, they were, and they were doing all this backdoor things like catfishing them to getting them to flirt with somebody. Right. Um, and I, I would recommend you to— um, look up some resources about healing from an infidelity, mm-hmm. because this might not be a capital I infidelity, but it is an infidelity of trust. Yep. Right. Um, and a lot of those um, steps to, to to heal that relationship must involve um, letting go of that pain, mm-hmm. too. So I the find your friends thing on an app. <laughs> it. It, yes, exactly. Is that is another symptom so of right. scary. <laughs> yes. Uh, and let me tell you why. Like, Because I know it alleviates your anxiety when you know he's at work. Yep. But how you're in, you're, in your nearing 30s, this is a real, your 30s, this is a real relationship that you want to stay in, that you want to build your life around. For how many more years are you going to check his app? Exactly. How many, like, how long is that going to go on? Yep. Um, and let me tell you, though, Anonymous, like, for me and my ex-partner who who cheated on me, I could have fucking tracked him for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I would have held on to that pain for the rest of my life because the only thing that soothed it was knowing that he wasn't cheating on me, right? right. 
but that's not a sustainable way to heal from this. And I'm not judging you for that because I know what it's like to fucking be, to have your trust broken and really to, to be so anxious. But I would encourage you to um, look up some healing tactics, approaches to take in your relationship that will help you move past this um, and not, not adapt this as the new normal. Right. That being said, he did download Tinder again. So I'm seriously like I'm rooting for this relationship, but I want you to ask yourself, can I get past this? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just him changing his behaviors, because the reality is he might never exactly change yep. this behavior. And the second thing I thought of that I, I kind of wanted to ask you, Sam, is just sort of a moral question. So... We are humans. <laughs> we are all human, infallible, or like messy human beings who are full of human things. <laughs> Very eloquent today. Like we need, we need, like we need validation even when we're the most healthy whole person. Yep. Right? No, we all need things um, imperfectly. Mm-hmm. What if he was like anonymous? I wanted I. In this new world of our relationship, I want to do this like once a month because it makes me feel good. And it's not, it's not, quote unquote, hurting anyone other than betraying your trust. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like this, if we're talking about infidelity, this is the least victim. This is the most victimless infidelity or or stepping out or whatever this window shopping that if you if you if we move away from calling it infidelity into window shopping yeah um what if you like there might be a world in which they could talk about it as a couple to say like can this be a part of our relationship for sure i know what you're gonna say it's all based on anonymous's yeah if you want to agree to those terms of the relationship for sure like i said like I have friends who right. do this, who do this practice, which is like not for me, but like if it works for them and they're both on the same page and okay with it, why why not? Like right. you get to decide what your relationships are, you get to decide what the terms of those relationships are. Like that's all up to you. But right, so far you've said no, and he said, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think Sierra's thing about the the find your friends is like again. This is about symptoms and not about the underlying problem, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you can track him all you want, and he might never cheat ever again, but that's not solving the underlying problem. Yeah, do you want to track him for the rest of your life? Right, like, which is that you need to develop trust, and by— And And trust that comes from internally and not externally. Yes, and that comes from him making strides and, like, real strides towards— solving the real issue here which is his need for validation and and processing through trauma that he experienced in in childhood yeah and it sucks that that's the reason why he's acting out like this but it doesn't excuse the behavior yeah right? you know what it, it what advice i would give if, if i was an asshole <laughs> i'd say download tinner <laughs> no sierra <laughs> <laughs> Give him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah. Okay, and then match with him. That is 22-year-old Sierra talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be like, well, I need let me fucking back show you. Early 30s, Sierra, please. <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, so uh, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I thought of that and I was like, that's funny. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, 
I, I think that the people listening, um, half of them are going to be like, this is understandable. Like validation makes me feel good. It's not hurting anyone. And the other half is like screaming For at sure. their car stereo to be like, this guy is trash. That's right. <laughs> you but know? you don't have to date this person. No, you like don't. Anonymous does. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Anonymous needs to figure out what the terms of the relationship are, what you're comfortable with, and what you are asking him to do in order to solve the problem to remain with you. Yes. Right. I, I, it comes down to me. It's the symptom versus the the actual sickness. Right. As Sam said, that, that's what it is for me. I wish I could like actually yell <laughs> at this episode and have it be like a funny s- story about how this guy's not treating you well enough. But right. like it, th- this is like the messy nuances of being a human with another human yep. is that we're all kind of capable of these of this strange overstepping, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that's helpful. I know. <laughs> um, I think that, yes, I, I think he should get another therapist. I think you should fucking delete the Find Your Friends app. Mm-hmm. Because at the, same, at the same time that he's, quote unquote, healing or trying to be better, you have to also move past this with him. Right. And if you find that you can't anonymous, that's okay. I Mm -hmm. I am not shaming you for any of this healing process. I'm just saying you can't take these coping mechanisms with you into this new sustainable, healthy relationship. These are uh, coping mechanisms that you're using right now because you're still in pain. He has betrayed your trust again. You are in a heightened state of anxiety, but you don't want to keep these coping mechanisms, right? You want to move into... and. So, like I said, if you if you feel like you can't let go of these things, you you gotta let it let it go. Yep, like let sure. go of this relationship. Yep. And if you decide to trust him and trust that he's working on these issues, and this happens again, it's not your fault that you you right. weren't you weren't tricked. You weren't stupid. You did the most wonderful thing that humans can do, which is display vulnerability and trust each other. Right. And and he betrayed that trust. And that's on him and it's not on you. And if that happens again, then you can say, nope, this is it. Right. Like this is the hard and firm boundary that I have established and you have betrayed my trust again. And now now I can't be with you. Yeah. But my hope for you is that if you can if you can have this honest conversation with him and say it's not about the Tinder, it's about the underlying issue here. And I need you in order to make this relationship work, to be working on those underlying issues so that this doesn't happen again, because I don't want to be 70 years old and tracking your cell phone anymore. Right. Right. right? And to say that, and hopefully get that message across so that both of you can move forward. Cause I think that it's totally possible. He sounds like an amazing person that has some honestly, very human issues. Right. Right. But he needs to come to the table and say, I'm willing to work on this. I'm willing to do this stuff that I don't like to do so that our relationship can be as healthy as it can be. I agree. All right, Anonymous, we hope this helps. Thanks so much for writing. Thank you. We love you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Our last letter is from Hundo Presento, who is writing to us from Washington. Mm. Dear Sam and Sierra, I couldn't find any online application to become your friend. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are, as I submit a plea for advice instead. All jokes aside, I, and I am sure the whole Just Break Up community, cannot thank you enough for pursuing your passion and creating this gorgeous cloud of love and understanding for all your listeners. The fact that you can get me to cry and crack up in a matter of minutes is just the kind of human experience I was looking for. (laughs) Love it. Um. Now, for the part where you read about my conundrum and roll your eyes, because I am probably already, I probably already know what I should do. You all do. (laughs) First of all, Sam and I always say this. You all know what to do. You just don't want to do it, which is the most human experience. Oh, my God. That's so legit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know I should eat this kale, but I don't want to. (laughs) Exactly. It's because you have to massage it. Ugh. I I can't. (laughs) Okay. Quick background. My partner, he, him, and I connected four years ago through a mutual friend and dated off and on for the better part of three years. Our last breakup was a mutual decision. We were broken up for two years, but did not cut ties and did the oh-so-healthy move of keeping up with each other um, and keeping each other as emotional support and throwing sex into the mix whenever we visited. At some point, we decided to date other people and choose to no longer communicate out of respect to the new relationships we were trying to nurture. But dot, 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 that didn't last long. We realized we still loved each other and decided to give it another go. We have been back together for over a year now and have been living together as well. We talked about getting married and have done all the daydreaming about our future together. I love my partner wholeheartedly, and even more than just being in love with him, I respect and admire the heck out of him as uh, as a person. He is my best friend. He has supported me through some of the most difficult parts of my adult life, and he sees and loves me for all the reasons I love myself. Oh, I love that. I get teary-eyed just thinking about the ways he is amazing. I often joke that he is the kind of person most people dream of dating slash marrying because, dang, with those baby blues and kind heart, who wouldn't be smitten? The past year has been rough, though. Time out. I love our letter writers because they take me on an emotional roller coaster <laughs> no, every do. letter. You're like, She's oh, things like, are going good. They, he seems like such a great guy. And then it's and like, oh, like, but the whole last year, year has been awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's how we summarize things. So 100% I'm not making fun of you. I just uh, think it's funny. I, I just get so wrapped up in the drama. Okay. This past year has been rough, though. I've been battling with anxiety and depression and gave up my career slash home so my partner and I could be in the same state. We didn't want to do long distance, and it made the most sense to me for me to move, a decision I do not regret because it was made out of love. And I know that at different moments in our relationship, each of us will have to make sacrifices for the betterment of us as a whole. This year has been full of amazing experiences together and plenty of love, but it's also been a challenge. The most difficult hump to get over is that we can't communicate 
communicate issues in our relationship without it becoming a jumbled mess of defensiveness. My partner does not deal well with confrontation or with sharing his feelings. And I, on the other hand, welcome both. I, by no means, am perfect and have trouble sharing my feelings, too. But I have pushed myself to do so even when I have become scared. I have attempted several methods of approaching issues, including being straightforward, coding them with kindness, and even introducing the 25 Mindful Relationship Habits book that lasted uh, all of one week because he had no interest in it. Ugh. All right. Here's my eye roll. <laughs> I love that book. I, that's one of my top favorite uh, blind dates I've ever said. I know. We should. I should read it. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> It is actually really great for long-term relationships. Even if you have a happy, healthy relationship, it's about mindfulness and sustainability. Yeah. And it's well, like, and was... it's, it's, it's applicable. Like there's actually steps that you can take as partners. Right. And I was just thinking about that of being like, you know, Peter and I have been through like a crazy a year very hard and we've year, been yeah. like, we have both been really intentional about being there for each other, but yeah. like, why not add some more tools and resources exactly. to the belt to like make it more intentional? Tiny plug. The book's called 25 Mindful Relationship Habits. You can find it on um, the hell that is Amazon. Like anywhere books are sold. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay. Back to you. Um, At this point, I'm getting tired of constantly trying to find solutions while he prefers to sweep issues under the rug. I should add that this has been an extra, extra difficult for me because it sets off major triggers from watching my parents' marriage crash and burn for similar issues. My partner's lack of communication slash sharing his feelings and resorting to coldness when he is overthinking an issue but won't tell me reminds me of my father. I refuse to have the relationship my parents still have and to be unhappy and lonely the way my mother says she is. Has been. I want to find a way to improve our communication because I believe we are both capable of change and improvement. I don't want to give up without a fight. That being said, I also want to be mindful and not create an environment where I make my partner feel like he is not enough because I keep bringing issues up. If I'm completely honest, I feel stuck between saying fuck it and breaking up. I am not scared of being single and probably romanticize the shit out of those days way too much or continuing to work on our relationship. My questions are, do either of you have more tips and suggestions for working through this issue? And what signs should I be looking for? Slash, how will I know when it is time to let go? Any and all advice um, tough or tough love is very much welcomed. Thank you so much for taking the time to read my letter and existing in this universe. Love, Hondo Presento. Sorry, Sam. I just couldn't resist throwing that in there one more time. <laughs> all right. I'm going to call you AP. All right, AP. AP. You're in a bit of a pickle. I'm going to say that for the third time in this episode. <laughs> you should just say that after every letter. Like, <laughs> well, it's well true. this is a pickle. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Sam, have you been with a partner that didn't like having hard conversations? Mm, y- yes, I have. And how did that make you feel? Um, not great because I am a person that is a very direct communicator We'll talk about things often in ways that are maybe not like emotionally cognizant of other people's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it is really hard for me because my thing is like ad- my thing is always address the problem head on and then yeah. figure out because that makes it easier than like talking around the issue. Yeah. Um, and especially because I similarly have like watched things in my parents marriage where 
my mom would want to address that head and things head on. And my dad would just like not respond. Retreat, yeah. Like he would just be silent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so that is also super, super triggering for me. Um, and so it became a thing that like, I actually looked for in relationships is that like, what does it look like to have a hard conversation with this person? I totally agree. Is it that I have to figure out how to, and let me just say that I have learned adaptive behaviors to recognize the fact that my style of communication is not the only style of communication and that actually I am better able to express my feelings if I am able to do so in a way that is cognizant of other people's emotions and reactions to the things I'm saying. Right. But um, it's one of those things where I was like, I have to be in relationship with a person who can have these difficult have conversations to. with me yeah. because I cannot deal with things that are left unsaid like it it gives me anxiety it's a really triggering for me and I can go through I can do head and heart work and I can go to therapy and like work through some of those issues but I don't want to have to do that in my relationship with someone 100% I want to be able to have these conversations um in a way where it's like let's put it on the table (laughs) like ugliness all of the ugliness and like talk about it yeah um so that's, that was, it's a, it's a red, it's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. It's like, I have to be able to have these difficult conversations. Yeah. I would, I would totally agree. And from my experience, um, we're different, but similar in our motives. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I'm an emotional delver. <laughs> is that the right term? Yeah. Um, that I, that, that is the way I exist in the world. It, it has always been, and I don't know why, um, but that I want to, um, I want to exist in a level of uh, vulnerability with my closest friends and partner yeah. that requires someone who is unafraid. And mm-hmm. and um, AP, we are just sort of like reviewing this topic before we <laughs> dive into your letter. Yep. Um, so please don't take this as any um, a source of shame or anything. No. Um, but uh, I agree with Sam that for me, it's a requirement that you're able to participate in these conversations because number one, and this is where you are involved, AP, is that if someone I'm I'm uh, dating cannot participate in the conversation at the level that I want them to, then all of a sudden I begin to mother them yeah, or where I begin to become their emotional support or counselor, like a stand-in counselor, where I try to help them get to their point of, get to the point where they can, they feel safe enough to be vulnerable or intimate. But then all of a sudden I notice that I don't feel like an equal, not that I feel like better than them, but that instead I'm, I feel in service to them Mm. and that it's like shuts off a feeling of safeness or that I can be myself or that, you know, like I can't ask for emotional for support from someone who I'm teaching how to be vulnerable to. Mm-hmm. And that might not be a hundred percent universal or like perfectly stated, but that has happened in relationships where I'm vibing with somebody, we're going well. And then all of a sudden it realizes that we are at different places of our healing. Right. And again, it's not about a hierarchy. It's not about better or worse. We're just at different po- places and we have different communication skills right maybe that person was like really good at handling money and i'm very good at handling emotions you Uh know like it's just a different skill (laughs) that's just an example but um but it 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 turned me off from the relationship because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden i was mothering them into being instead of us loving each other into being yeah Um, i mean i 
similar with me, except for mine is less. I become a mother, and yeah. instead, I become. I am a. To- I'm so afraid of being the mean one yeah. that I will like swallow everything that I am feeling. And and that is. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because the other thing is when somebody doesn't handle confrontation or vulnerability well, it's like, oh, I got to walk on eggshells now, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is not a sustainable safe place either. No. Because then I internalize it and I'm like, that's so, oh, I'm, I'm so, so mean. I, like the way that I talk about these things is like, I'm such an asshole. And it just like, it doesn't work because the reason why I lay everything out on the, on the table is because I am trying to love you. Yes, yes, <laughs> right? totally. Like I am trying to like, I want to talk about this because I want us to be in partnership in like working together to solve it. Right. Yeah. And it's like. If someone doesn't want to meet me there, then I'm like, oh, the things that I'm thinking have no validation. I'm just an asshole who's like nitpicking and is like, and it's, it's just not good for me. So I'm going to suggest something that might seem very drastic or big or unattainable, but like, it is so very obviously something that would be beneficial right now. And that's couples therapy. Mm -hmm. And it might cost money. It might be something hard to convince your partner of, but like. What other way other than you becoming that mothering person or you becoming afraid? Like, I feel like you need another you need a mediator. You need a you need a referee. You need you need somebody to help walk you through this journey. And you've been together for long enough to where you say this either needs to become something we strengthen Mm -hmm. Um or or what? Like we stay like this forever? Yep. And I I just think in this I wouldn't always suggest this. I'm I'm very interested in couples counseling, and I really love the other day I saw an interview with Kristen uh, Bell mm-hmm. and Dax Shepard, um, one of my favorite celebrity couples. I hope they never break up. Oh my god, I would die. Oh, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they. You want to know why I love them? Two reasons. On fucking public television, and I'm talking like The View, uh-huh. viewed at like 11 a.m. by like. Love that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they said that they not only went to couples therapy before they got married, even though they weren't going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. They just thought exactly as you and I say, why not add more tools to our tool belt? Yep. Like they had been together seven years before they got married, but they're like, you know, this is probably good. <laughs> Yep. And number two, they talked on The View about how they schedule sex. And I am all, they schedule times and they high-fived and said, well, it helps us get it in. <laughs> and then they high-fived. It was very cute and charming. But I love that because, you know, I'm all about scheduling sex appointments. Yep. Um, because uh, it's not going to be all fireworks and romance. It's that really like not. sometimes if, if physical intimacy is the way you express love, you have to prioritize time for it. Yep. Even if you're not like in the mood. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Couples counseling. For sure. I feel like we should get a couples counselor to sponsor the show and our retrospective relationships could go. Oh, I got it. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> like for free. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, um, AP, I, I don't mean to like shout out or like start with such a huge piece of advice, but it is just the loudest in my brain right now mm-hmm. is that like this is a perfect example of a, a situation in which couples counseling is 100% worth it Yep. because you've been together for long enough. You've been in each other's lives long enough. You've been on and off. You have all of these things and you have this really strong foundation. You just need to sharpen your tools yep. or you add more tools to your tool belts. And that's what therapy is all about. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a venue where it's not you versus him. Right. 
it gives you a venue where you have this mediator where it, where you can lay out everything on the table um, that isn't your bedroom, that isn't like you versus him in the kitchen or whatever. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. And I would actually also say like, might be a good idea for you personally to go to therapy yeah totally um because i know that that you sort of have maybe um sort of logically thought through uprooting your life to move to washington to be with this person and that's not working out and like and i just want to say like it's okay for you to feel a little resentful of the fact that like you were the one that had to move right? right like I don't want you to continue to like diminish your own feelings and issues in this because that's because that is what this relationship is training you to do. Like I want you to be able to to process through those things and make sure that you know that those feelings are valid, that you are allowed to feel all of those things. Um, because I'm afraid that what this relationship is teaching you is that you need to you need to swallow those. You need to be the rational one. You need to be the one that can like work through these things because he's not going to do it for you or with you. Right. Um, and that's, that's what gives me concern about that. But I also like about couples therapy is that it can also be a bit of an ultimatum, Yeah, (laughs) which I don't love all the time, but I think it is an opportunity for you to say, honey, I love you so much. I want to be with you. I am like, I moved out here for you because I have so much faith in us and this relationship, but it's not working. Right. And it is making me very unhappy. And I need us to be doing things in order to work towards happiness together. And it needs to be something that is tangible. It could be working through the book together like, and be like, this is now a requirement. Or it could be going to couples therapy. But the thing is, is that something has to change or nothing's going to change. Right. And that, And you can't force him to change. You can put things out on the table and say, this is what I need. And if I can't get it, then I have to leave. But you can't force him to go to therapy. You can't force him to talk about this stuff. And if he's not willing or able to do it, then you need to. You only you get can out. uphold your boundaries and that's, your standards. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish we had more than couples therapy. Um, but it's the ideology behind it that, like your, like Sam said, your needs are valid. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have the greatest relationship in the world with the best man you've ever met, as you seem to. And you can still say this can be improved upon. Yeah, where sure. we are such we are such sloppy, messy human beings that are so nuanced. Each of us understands the world and reality differently. Each of us has a, has a different set of rules for for responding to things to, to to think what's valid or not, and to assume that we are just going to mind meld into perf- a perfect relationship with somebody, especially after X amount of years of history, um, especially with the triggers, with 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 our own childhood trauma or our experiences, it's just it, it's just so foolish to assume that we can do this alone. Mm-hmm. That that's what it is, and I'm not even talking about therapy. I'm just talking about to to assume that. We have all of the tools to perfectly meld together. It's just, it's just not real. That's right. Even you and I would have. I would argue to say that we have the. This is not even like a, a very big argument. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a radical statement, but uh-huh. we have the healthiest relationships of our life ra- yeah. lives right now. Yep. And we did not get here by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even in these healthy relationships, we still need. Not just like new tools, but we need to regularly be cleaning and polishing and refreshing ourselves on those tools. Yep. Period. Sure. Yep. That's it is hard enough 
to be a fucking human. Yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. So to summarize our our advice, one, it is very hard to be with somebody who can't meet you where you need to be met, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to communication and vulnerability. Yep. That is very valid. That's very real. And that's probably very universal. For sure. But we're here to tell you that those needs are totally acceptable and normalized. You're not asking too much. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, you are not nagging him and you are not being cruel by asking him to step outside of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And number two, at this point, you, it sounds like you have utilized as many tools as you can on your own without seeking professional help. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a money issue or a time issue, or if he's like, I'm not going to couples therapy, I would say go back to that book, The 25 Mindful um, Relationship Habits, um, and say, okay, then we're going to read this book together and we're mm-hmm. going to participate in this. Be- and and I say that because um, it's research-based, it's written by two counselor, mental health counselors, and there are steps. Mm-hmm. There are activities that you complete as a couple that would mimic the same sort of activities um, and conversations that you would be putting in a in a counseling setting and if you cannot participate in that then you know what to do that's right we love you we love you thank you so much for writing all right that wraps up episode 79 and brings us to the blind date segment every episode we shout out something we love and want to send you home with this week we want to set you up with a podcast called Dolly Parton's America. I've heard it's amazing. Spencer loves it. It's so good. Um, it's hosted by Chad Appenrod, who's the um, co-host of Radio Lab. Yeah, I recognize that name. Um, and he just does such a good job. It's it's called Dolly's Parton America. It's about Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about it is that it's not... So there's parts of it that are about her life and parts of it that are about her music. Uh, but most of it is sort of like, how does Dolly Parton occupy a space in like our understanding of what America is? Um, and so he talks about like um, like the fact that she was a young woman coming up in country music, um, the fact that she makes a lot of boob jokes and like and like jokes yeah. about being a woman. Yeah, totally. It takes but, a lot of money to look this cheap. Right. But at the same time, like practices feminism even if she says she's not a feminist yeah right totally. like all of these levels of nuance and complication um about this this very public figure who is very well liked by so many people across the country yeah totally <laughs> like, tr- diehard trump people like diehard liberals like all look at dolly parton and like see something of themselves in her yeah which i think is really interesting um and what i really liked about it also is that there's like a level of head and heart work that Dolly has done that I think just speaks to what we are also trying to do. Oh, I love that. Um, and just the way in which she talks about people and views people as individuals who are complicated, but who are worthy of her love and respect, regardless of, right. of who they are, what they believe, um, that feels less like, oh, we're all just people. Like, I right. love everyone. Right. But instead being like, yeah, there are things that I want to like there are things that I don't find acceptable and I want to pray for that person and like do what I can to support them and being better. Right. But also that like everyone has value, everyone has worth, and I want to celebrate that value and worth as much as I can. Right. Um, and I just I loved it. I was I 
like Dolly Parton. Like I love Jolene. Like right. I love Nine to Five, but right. I I didn't know that much about her. Um, and just hearing all of those stories and being able to listen to her interviews and like being like, wow, I don't agree with that. And then have having the host follow up with her and yeah. being like, what did you mean when you said that? And having her be able to go into more of her thinking about it and being like, this is what happens when someone says something. And instead of being like, Mm-mm, canceled, yeah. instead being like, no, walk me through what you're thinking here. Totally. There's more depth. There's more nuance to it than just the soundbite that I heard from you. I can't wait to listen. It was it was fantastic. So check it out. It's called Dolly Parton's America. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Breakup Pod. You can also slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakupPod.com, which is also where you can find our Just Breakup merchandise. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review and consider supporting us on Patreon. If you Give us $5 a month on Patreon. You get an additional bonus weekly episode, patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. This literally keeps the lights on and it helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Original music recording, editing, and producing by our good friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast, and his latest album. Find it on Spotify under Big Cats. And remember... There will always be a hundred reasons not to do something. There will always be a hundred other things standing in the way of what you know deep down inside you need to do. There's going to be appointments and school and work and conflict and fear and res- and resentment. And there's going to be so many reasons why you think you don't deserve to prioritize that thing that you know you need to do, like going to therapy, like breaking up, like asking that person to be the person you need them to be. But... You're worth it. You're worth leaning in to all of that conflict and prioritizing what you know you need and you deserve. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>